try our best just to mind the Lord. I really don't know the Lord started laying this on her heart this evening, and I know it seems like that happens to me a lot. But that's just the way it comes sometimes. I, I sat down this evening and heard, been reading this week, and I just, I've read in a lot of different places, you know, but it just seemed like I just, uh, this evening, how the Lord just started laying this, the particular scripture, maybe just a little bit on her heart. Uh, it's, it's over in the book of Joel, and uh, I, know, I know we know this scripture, and, uh, and some other thoughts maybe that goes along with it here. We'll try our best to mind the Lord. It uh, wasn't long ago we preached a little bit of this scripture at a, at a funeral, but uh, uh, in the third chapter of Joel, I'm just going to start about the 11th verse there. With the Lord's help, maybe we'll, we'll say a few words, and uh, when he's done, we'll be done. But uh, he, says, he says in the 11th, chapter, 11th verse, the third chapter, he said, Assemble yourselves and come, all ye heathen, and gather yourselves together round about. Thither calls thy mighty ones to come down, O Lord. Let the heathen be wakened and come up to the valley of Jehoshaphat. For there will I sit to judge all the heathen round about. Put ye in the sickle, for the harvest is ripe. Come, get you down, for the press is full. The fats overflow for the wickedness is great. Multitudes, multitudes in the valley of decision. For the day of the Lord is near in the valley of decision. The sun and the moon shall be darkened. And the stars shall withdraw their shine. The Lord also shall roar out of Zion. And utter his voice from Jerusalem. And the heavens and the earth shall shake. But the Lord will be the hope of his people. And the strength of the children of Israel. And, and I think I'll stop right there. Maybe just for a little bit if we need to. We'll go on and read some more. But but this scripture, I got to thinking on it a little bit. And, and seemingly we were, we were maybe over in uh, uh, Joshua a little bit too. And I know a very familiar scripture over there. Uh, where, where Joshua, he, 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 he talks to the people there, uh, and he, and he tells them all of how God delivered all the way from Abraham, all the way through their day, all the way that, uh, to where he delivered them over into, uh, uh, Canaan and brought down the walls of Jericho. And, and Joshua tells the people all these different things and tells them how all these come, come to pass and, and he puts he puts something out there for those people that there's a choice to be made. And he said, as for me and my house, he said, we'll serve the Lord. And he told them, he said, you choose you this day whom you'll serve. And and he and he offered up to them over there in in that time that there would be a a a a a, a judgment and a and a recompense, I guess you'd say, come against them if they turn from that because they all said we will. 
And they said, we'll do these things. And then if you read that scripture uh, up until Joshua and the elders that was in there the, under that day, they served the Lord and they done those things. But they were saying some that came after them that didn't keep under those same uh, decisions and those same choices. Uh, they chose to go under the gods of the world. They chose to serve other gods. And, and they made this choice. And I thought about here in, in, in all of that, how that God, he, he allowed and he, he spoke forth through his man, his word, and he let it be known that here's your choice. Uh, that that's not just Joshua. Uh, a lot of times we we just maybe just put that on Joshua and how he said that. But I want you to look at it as a whole. That was God putting a choice out unto a people. That was God offering that through His man, through His through through uh, 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 Joshua. That was God offering that unto them people. He preached a message unto them. He preached unto them from Abraham. And how that the seed of Abraham before the flood was carried on through and down to that time that they lived in and on down through where God had delivered them up to the point where Joshua was and how God had brought all these things to them. And then he laid a decision and a choice in their life. And he said, as for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. Joshua, he, he made it clear what his choice was. And he made it, he made it to, uh, to where there would be no question in his life, which I don't believe up to that point there would have been any question because you could look at Joshua's life and you can look at, at, at when he had made a decision, Isaac, long ago when he saw how Moses followed God and, and Joshua had set his feet in order that he was going to follow God as Moses did and he was going to uh, keep his life unto following the Lord. And but yet there at that day, though, he told them not straight up. As for me and my house, we'll serve the Lord. But he said, choose you this day who you're going to serve. That's going out in our world today. And there's a decision and there's a time that people's going to have to start making some choices. It's time that people start choosing, Bobby, who they're going to serve. And I'm afraid today that there's a lot that's already made their decision without coming out of their mouth. You can see it in the walk. You can see it in their lifestyles. You can see it in the ways that they live. That they've made a choice and they've chosen the gods of this world. They've, they've chosen those things. And I believe Joshua no doubt has seen it in some of those people. But yet he loved them enough to put it out there to them. And I thought about that in, in, in that he knew the judgment of God. And, 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 and when he told them that, bear with me just a minute, I'm going to read this one part of that. He said, he said, if, if, if ye forsake the Lord, this is over in Joshua, uh, in the 24th chapter, 20th verse, he said, if ye forsake the Lord and serve strange gods, then he will turn and do you hurt and consume you after that he hath done you good. And, and you know, Joshua put it out there very plain and very straight. And, and we live in a day, Jim, Jim, when the people don't want to hear it straight. They don't want to hear it the way that it truly is. But but I want us to understand something. Joshua told the truth. Joshua let the people... And, and, and without telling the truth, we ain't helping nobody. To paint a lie in front of this world... Uh, I, I told you some of the things I've seen today and I heard some things... Uh, I, I've heard things said at funerals. That's just, just put out there 
to try to, 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 to comfort people in that moment and they put out lies and they don't tell the truth. And they try to paint this picture of, 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 of whoever it is, whether they died lost or, or whatever. They're, they're up there looking down on us and they, they make everybody sound like they've gone to heaven. And they make everybody sound like they're alright instead of telling the truth. That there's a God that's not going to, but has already judged your life. If you'll take it. There's already a judgment set down on our lives. God's not making a decision. I want us to understand that. God's not making a decision right now on who's going to heaven and who's going to hell. That decision is in our hands. That choice is up to me and you. God's already made the decision. You know what the, the, the Jehoshaphat means? He, he, he talked about uh, in the valley of Jehoshaphat over there where we was reading in Joel. You know what the, 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 the name Jehoshaphat means? God has judged. And down there in that valley, that valley of decision on our people's part, God's already judged. What's His judgment, preacher? You must be born again. That's the judgment of God. When you come down, multitudes, multitudes are in this valley of decision. They're down there in a valley, they're down there in a low place of decision in their life. But I want you to know God's already sat down. God has judged that moment. He's not predestinated it. He's not already set it in order to what it's going to be. But He has a judgment that will follow on every man that's the same for all. And that judgment is, you must be born again. Multitudes and multitudes. That just like what Joshua was putting out unto them people on that day, he said, here I have already made my choice. That's what I do when I stand up, brother, and proclaim the gospel unto this world. That's what you do when you stand up and testify and proclaim the gospel unto this world, Barbara. You're standing up and you're saying, as for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. I made a decision. I made a choice in my life when God got to dealing with me and God showed me that I was a lost sinner on my way to hell. And I made a choice. I made a decision. I made a judgment on my life. Do you know what a decision is? I looked it up just to, to say this, and I know you, I look everything up. A decision is a final judgment in a case which has been under deliberation or discussion. It's a final judgment. You know who's got the final judgment on whether you go to hell? You do. Joshua put it out there to him. Here's what God's already done for you. And he told him, he said, if you forsake the Lord, if you go away from Him, if you walk away from Him, he said, and serve strange gods, then He will turn and do you hurt and consume you after that He hath done you good. If we make a decision to walk away and forsake God, 
God's already told us what His judgment was. If you choose to walk away from God, He'll do you hurt. This is not something that sneaks up on people and, 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 and they're unaware of what's coming their way. We can ignore it. We can push it away. I've heard people say, if I don't go to church and I don't hear it, I won't be accountable for it. Well, you already know you've done something wrong. You're very accountable. You can run and you can hide, but I promise you this, this Word will find you where you're at and you will stand in judgment for what you've done with the Word. Because God has judged. His son was as a lamb slain before the foundation of this world. God said man is sinful. Man is going to fail. Man is going to come short. And I'm going to make a way to where the judgment can be found. When, when you go to court, you're judged whether you're guilty or not on evidence, ain't you? And the more proof there is, the more guilty you look. We'll ever once stand before the Lord and there'll be somewhere where the Word of God has found us in our lives. And you won't be judged uh, uh, by anything else but the Word of God. This is His law. Christ didn't come into the world to do away with the, 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 the law, but through Him it might be fulfilled. you want to know why, Isaac? Because we can't fulfill it. We cannot measure up to the standards of God. But through and by the blood of His Son, we can stand there. Not with our chest poked out, but we can stand behind the blood of Jesus Christ and be found worthy. Not that we've done one thing to deserve or earn, but we're worthy through acceptance. We're worthy through a decision that's made in our life one day. A final judgment on who we're going to serve. Whether we chose to serve God or not. Or whether we turned Him away. We read not long ago, you, you can go back and read it over in the 25th uh, chapter of Matthew, where, where He said that, that, that there'd be a day, He said, uh, uh, when the Son of Man, there in the 25th chapter, 35, 31st verse, He said, when the Son of Man shall come, uh, uh, shall come in His glory and all the holy angels with Him and then shall He sit upon the throne of His glory and before Him shall He gather all nations and He shall separate them one from another as a shepherd divideth his sheep from the goats. And He shall set the sheep on His right hand and the goats on His left. Then shall the King say unto them on His right hand, Come, ye blessed of My Father, Inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. You know who this kingdom was prepared for? For a select few? No. Whosoever will? Yes. To that, to them that will choose to serve Him. To them that when we come down into that valley of decision, and God Almighty's a knocking on the heart, and God Almighty's dealing with someone to be saved, to them that will step out, to them that will come forward,
to them that will receive him with joy. Choose you who you're going to serve. I've made my choice. I told you before church, I'm so thankful I'm saved. I'm glad I'm born again. I know where I'm going. I've made my choice. It's up to you. It's up to each individual to make that choice. There's coming a day when there will be a separation. He's not already separated anybody. There's coming a day when he'll separate sheep from goats. And what makes the sheep worthy? That they Jesus Christ. That they chose to serve Jesus Christ. That's what makes you worthy. There's a judgment that he's already laid down. God has judged. There's a judgment that's laid down for those that are disobedient. For those that choose to serve other gods. There's a judgment that's already laid down for that. And it's called hell. Was it prepared for man? No. You know what was prepared for man? This very, where he said to enter in and inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. You can read on over in that chapter. And he says, and these at the very last verse, the ones that, 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 that had turned him away and denied him, and these shall go into everlasting punishment. But the righteous into life eternal. What is punishment? Punishment is, is, is something you get for doing something wrong. Is it? What did he tell them over there, over there uh, that I just read to you, over in Joshua? He said, if you forsake the Lord and serve strange God, then, then he will turn you and do you hurt and consume you after that he hath done you good. If ye forsake the Lord and serve strange gods, then he will do you hurt. He will turn and do you hurt. What causes punishment? Forsaking, turning away, rejecting. That's what causes hurt. That's how it comes upon our life is rejecting the blood of Jesus Christ. When we're in that moment of decision, we're in that moment of final judgment in, in, in our life. When we come down to saying, is God real? Can I truly put my trust? Can I truly put my faith in this God I'm hearing about? In this Jesus Christ that gave His life. There comes a moment, and I've told you about Him, and I could say His name. Everybody in here knows about a young man that told me about sitting through a service up there at Chestnut Grove. And Dwayne Brown preached the Word of God. In the power of the demonstration of the Spirit. And this young man told me, he said, I sit back there, be, and he said, it was me that God was drawing. It was me that God, he knew, he was not ignorant of this thing in his life. And he said, Dean, I ain't ready to turn loose of the world yet. I ain't ready to give up what I've got in my life yet. But he said, I know I should have went to that altar. I'm going to tell you what, there's not a one man, one woman, one boy or one girl that will lift their eyes in hell that will be ignorant of why they're being punished. Because the judgment of God 
has already come down on their life. During that moment of decision is when the judgment of God down there in that valley of Jehoshaphat, that valley of God has already judged. That valley of where it's your decision. It's your time to make the choice. It's your time to turn loose and believe that God is everything. Then, when you forsake that, that's when the punishment comes. That's when God will turn and do you hurt. You know how much He loved us? How much did He love us? He gave His only begotten Son. He said, what did He tell them? He said, come in and inherit. He said, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of this world. How much He loved us that He knew when He created man that we would fail, we'd fall, we'd come short. And even before we ever breathed the breath of life, He was willing and He knew in all of His foreknowledge, in all of His wondrous glory, and in all of His power, He knew that we would fail and He already had the plan prepared. He already had the way prepared. That's how much He loved us. That He gave His only begotten Son. And we can inherit the kingdom that's been prepared for us before the foundation of this world. Or we can turn, forsake, and reject the blood that was shed. That that was given on Calvary's cross. We can turn and reject that down there in that valley of decision. But I'm telling you, God has a judgment that's already been set. That if you reject my son, you'll lift your eyes in hell. That judgment is already set in order. It's already predetermined. But the lives that are going to enter into that place are not. That final judgment is up to you. That final judgment is up to me to choose who we're going to serve. To choose. To accept that wonderful gift that's been prepared for so long. That's just been sitting there waiting. For us to quit wrestling with it. Quit trying to figure it out and just believe it. <coughs> it's, it, it, it's a valley of decision. It, it, it's a low place that we get down into. It's a place of struggle. It's not, it's not a high mountain top. You know what you can do on the mountains? You can see. And you can, you, can, you can discern everything that's around you. You know, down in them valleys, you just can't figure out what's, what's out there. You know what we got to do? We just got to trust in the God that loves us. We got to believe in the one that's calling. And we got to reach out through faith. They ain't a scientist in this world, Linda, that can explain it. Oh, they try and make them mad because they can't. You can't dissect it a thousand ways and go to go laying it out on some kind of 
table and explain it. The love of God is unexplainable. How could He love me that much? How could He love this world that much? It's not in the, it's not in the thought process, man, because we're vengeful. Where you do me wrong, I'll do you wrong kind of people. But God offered an escape. God offered a way that man could come away and not have to suffer. Even though we we have treated him terribly. Even though we've turned our backs on him, he made a way. And his name's Jesus. The way, the truth, and the life. All we want is life. And if we choose Him, we can have it more abundantly than we've ever known. We can have more joy than we've ever known. I'm glad tonight that I'm saved. I said that at the beginning of the service. I'm thankful for the Lord come by my way. Probably about the time when I may have been 10, 11 years old, and God really started convicting me of my sins. It started showing me what I was. I'm glad. When I was down in that valley of decision, I realized God's already got judgment on my life. If I turn His Son away, I'm going to face the hurt of God. But if I accept it, I can inherit the kingdom that He's already prepared for me. You can turn it away and He will do you hurt. And I'm going to tell you something. You ain't never been hurt until you've been hurt by God. You just imagine an everlasting, eternal damnation in hell where there is no love. I walked through that line today and I waited and waited after the service to get up there because I wanted to get hold of that family. Because they'd heard them, Tommy. And they made something down in me that I just I just wanted to hug them and not let them go. I just wanted to just give as much love as humanly possible. They come today when they ain't nobody gonna be able to get hold of you. They come in the day when the, the, God is love and He's not in hell. So if He is love, there is no love there. He's done us good. He said He would do you hurt after He had done you good. He's done us good. He prepared it, Conley. He prepared a way and gave us a choice in this world. To choose him or to reject him. Ain't that good? He's a merciful judge. But I'm going to tell you what. When his gavel falls in your life for the last time, there's never been a hurt like that. You ever watch people when, the, when they're judging, they're standing there, they're, they're waiting to hear guilty or not guilty. They're hoping just by some chance 
like some juror or something that finds that there's there's a, a reasonable doubt, just one little reasonable doubt, and you watch on their faces, even though a lot of times they know they're guilty and they know they deserve that sentence. Have you ever watched the face of anybody like that? I've watched them little court things a whole lot, and, it, and you watch that, and you watch that face, and there's there's some glimmer of hope there until guilty and then you see all hope you see somebody with a life sense a death sense and you see them just 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 break into every emotion you can imagine and you think about that on an eternal sense and you realize the day that we're living and we've got a decision to make and a choice that God has laid out before us and it's our decision. He's already made his judgment. Receive my son. And you can inherit. Reject my son. And you can depart. In the punishment. And when that gavel falls. In your life. There's never been a sentence like that. That you could ever imagine. We just get one, one, one glimpse into it through the rich man. And he screams from that place. In torments. Not just one, but torments. There was more than one. I believe the greatest torment was realizing there was no hope of ever getting out. I've had my choice. I've had my chance. And I walked away from it. Oh, I believe every day, every, every, there's even no time there. It's an eternal damnation. Every ounce of their being is regret for eternity. But it don't have to be that way. While there's breath and while God is dealing, there's hope. But when you make that final decision... When God is not for that lifetime, and you make that final decision, that final choice in your life, and the gavel falls. And you stand before Him one day, and you've already been separated from the goat. That's not the day that you'll get to choose. On that day, see, God has already judged. While you had breath. See, if you go back and read that about that, he goes through and he says, You accepted me. You rejected me. To the sheep, he said, When I was hungry, you fed me. To the goats, he says, You fed me not. Every one of them had a choice to make one day in their life, didn't they? Either they could clothe him, or they could send him away naked. Either they could feed him, well, they could not feed him. And on that day, they had already been in their valley of decision. On that day, they had already had their choice. And on that day, they put a final judgment on their life to be found not worthy because they rejected their opportunity in the valley of their decision. The valley. There's multitudes upon multitudes. 
hears the word that's been assembled together that knows the judgment of God. Our time in this life is drawing so near to an end. Wouldn't surprise me if tomorrow was the last day and the Lord come back. Call this all out of here. You know what? You know what we're in today? Our people's in the valley of decision. Fields are, are ripe. The harvest. Put the sickle in, he said. It's time to do some reaping. There's some decisions that needs to get made in the days and the hours that we live in. These funeral homes are staying just as busy as they can be. You talk about job security. Run a funeral home or a cemetery. That's one job that ain't never running out. Through the recessions, through whatever goes on, you know who stays busy? Funeral homes. Death's coming. It don't matter what world event's going on. It don't matter what you got planned tomorrow. Daddy's daddy had a big fishing trip planned with his grandson the next day. Home about 2.30, 3.30 in the morning. God called him out of here. We don't know what tomorrow holds. That's what the Lord laid on my heart tonight. I love you. I appreciate you.